Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jess. I'm Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara. You stumbled on the right podcast today. Oh, yes, you did. You're in for a treat. This is a beauty treat. Okay, we have the most amazing interview with, for you today. 
We've been waiting for this one. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. Like, we've been waiting for this one for a while. But I'm telling you, like, we're throwing out gems recently. Gems. Because <laughs> we got we had some really good bookings come through. I'm going to tell you, we've been working on this for a while. The incredible Ismea French is here today. Yes. And I don't mind sharing like a little behind the scenes. Like some of these interviews we book are like months and like just last week, years in the making. And so Ismea, we're so glad you joined us. Okay. So if you're not familiar with her work, you should be. She's a London-based artist and makeup artist whose work has been featured in ID, Love, Dazed. She's done window installations for Liberties in London, worked multiple fashion shows, served as a beauty ambassador to YSL Beauty, a consultant for Tom Ford Beauty, a creative director of Byredo Beauty. She's also a singer. Her group is Alto Arc, and she's contributed to several songs by the musician Sega Bodega. And I think she has something else coming out too that we talk about. Anyway, we've wanted to interview her for a while. As you know, it's perfect timing right now because she just launched pre-orders right now. She just launched her own makeup line, Isamea. So, I mean... Without further ado, I've never said that, but that feels right, right? Uh, if you haven't seen her work, please just Google image. <laughs> Google image, yeah. okay? This is not like a makeup artist, like, in the, you know, like your average bear makeup <laughs> artist. This is an artist. Artist. Like With beauty TM, as you guys, you and she ended up calling it, like trademark. The big capital B beauty. But, but, we have big she, concepts she is, we talk about. She's anti-beauty TM. She's creating a new beauty TM. She's creating a new beauty language. Okay. With that, let's hear it. Here's Isamea. Okay. So, Isamea, you know, I was trying to explain who you were to somebody the other day, like somebody who is not really in beauty. And I was basically saying that you are a very important makeup artist, not just because you work with, you know, every big celebrity like Rihanna or Madonna, or that you have your own line, which we're going to talk about soon, because you're somebody who really, in my view, but I know others would agree, you've really dared to introduce a new aesthetic or a new kind of like moment and when I was trying to describe that aesthetic, I sort of like defaulted to this term. I called it something that, and I stole this from my friend Lucy. So Lucy, if you're listening, I stole this from you. Kind of like anti-beauty. Would you agree with that? Or like, how would you describe your ter- this term? Like, what do, you fe- what do you think about this? And if you hate it, you can tell me. No, 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 not at all. I mean, you're not the first person to to call it that. I think that you know the thing with beauty, <laughs> beauty is a is a is a kind of it's just this word that we use to kind of describe a kind of an arbitrary thing that we all can kind of get our heads around. But I think beauty is like beauty is such a personal thing. So I think yeah. when people say anti beauty. I would assume they're talking about mainstream commercial beauty standards. I guess that's what I what I feel because when I look at my work, I that that's beauty to me. As in, I do what I feel yeah. is beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Beauty so with I a think, capital B, like beauty TM. You know? No, I totally understand what you're saying. No, 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 but it's important because I think that idea of beauty is drastically changing. I think that BTTM with a capital B is a very old-fashioned version of BTTM. 
And I think like beauty TM nowadays is a much larger kind of all-encompassing perspective of lots of different styles of beauty TM. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's I, I, I sort of sound like I'm waffling on a bit, but it's really relevant, this whole thing about beauty, because we're really like, we are totally redefining what beauty is. And the last kind of 10 years have been maybe like a, a bigger shift than ever in terms of what that word beauty looks like. Yeah. So I think like you're you are right. I think the classic beauty TM. I think I did def. It was what I was doing was a bit anti beauty because I wasn't doing like contouring and kind of whatever. I was doing like face painting and prosthetics and stuff. But I think nowadays, if you look at like the millennials and Gen Z, that is their beauty TM. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a really interesting word to like think and talk about. And part of me sort of doesn't want to think and talk about it. And then there's another part that I, you sort of have to. <laughs> Wait, so I have a question. I have a question. Do you think that if, that's funny, you're saying like the millennials and younger millennials probably and like Gen Z, that is their beauty. Do you think that in like five, five years, 10 years, 15 years, it might go the other way and then we're back to a very conservative looking beauty? Well, I do think that trends or movements or whatever, there's always like a reaction. But I think, I think that... Um, we have just obviously come out of a period that was kind of dominated by, let's call it the Kardashian-esque look, which is super symmetrical, perfect, sculpted, blah, 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 in proportion type of thing. And mm-hmm. I think the reaction to that was to really try and be unique and different and explore as many iterations of that as possible. Uh, from a very homogenous look, we're now reacting to producing something totally What's the opposite of homogenous? <laughs> Individual, yeah. Individual. So I don't, you know, that is a good question. We might, we might kind of get bored of it. It might be too much effort because who can mm-hmm. be asked to draw on freckles every day and who can be asked to like <laughs> shave their brows? You know, we might actually kind of relax a bit and, and actually embrace the individuality rather than trying to push it all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so like tell me you know you started doing beauty you know quite young you know you've you've been doing this for like 10 years and god you've packed so much in 10 years it's crazy (laughs) but like when you started out doing beauty like who shaped your ideas of beauty so well my first the first sort of um introduction to beauty really it was when I was about seven years old and it was this Kevin O'Quarr making faces book I was obsessed with it and that was way before I was even thinking about makeup like it wasn't the makeup career was never never ever on the horizon for me growing up but I think my first sort of introduction into makeup was really through like a body painting route I was doing industrial design and as a side job I got a job as a face painter because I turned out to be quite good at it and then I just kept do I just kept getting booked for jobs body painting and you know I didn't have any money and I didn't want a bar job and I didn't want to work in a restaurant so I was doing this like part-time thing face painting and body painting what was like a face painting like who like who would be the client for a body painting or a face painting job anything from like (laughs) anything from like kids to porn stars (laughs) okay (laughs) you know drawing on like sexy outfits on like a nude girl or face painting seven-year-old kids rich family in Hampstead you were doing birthday parties like clown faces on kids oh yeah I did it for years Okay. I think, and I, and I attribute my fastness to working on like these moving targets. <laughs> That's so children. funny. 
Do any of your yeah. wait, I have a question. Do any of your old clients like know that the woman who came, the girl who came to their, you know, backyard, you know, party <laughs> know. is now like f- freaking, you know, is Amaya French? Like, do, ha- are you in touch with any of them? <laughs> I hope not, but I do every now and again get emails coming through to my email account because it's like the same one that was linked to like my 20-year-old face painting whatever it was being like hey we have 20 kids um on the 9th of july um wondered how much you charge per hour you know we're just looking for like you know star wars characters and a couple of like unicorns and fairies if you can and i <laughs> so i still dude <laughs> Wait, what this is you, such a good video idea. You should actually go and then just do the Isamea on them <laughs> and turn these kids into like your creatures and your fabulousness. Oh, Isamea, I mean, this is the social, this is the social <laughs> content that would like set the world alight. I okay? will do that. We'll make Let's it a TikTok. Let's think about it. Let's think about it. <laughs> I'm sure you have time. I mean, I have to say, you know, that, that I learned everything from doing that. Like that really was an amazing education just on the in in the very kind of technical way of blending colors brushwork speed it all comes like you know you're you've got to be really quick and confident with that kind of thing you've got to think about face shapes it sounds really kind of pathetic but it's actually really was great for me so doing all that and then I was with a the- this theater company I was a performer in this theater company and somebody asked me to do some body painting for a magazine which turned out to be ID because he needed a body painter. So I kind of just went along with all my brushes and whatever, and, and I did this body painting, and I covered these models in clay. And there was actually, like, a professional makeup artist on set too. And I was, like, what, scrubbing my brushes in the sink and, like, cleaning clay out from under my nails. And I looked over at her, and she was kind of sat there with all these, like, clean, sort of <laughs> really beautiful makeup kit. And I was just like, oh, that just looks so much better and easier than what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of thought okay I'm gonna make a career out of that <laughs> that's awesome so I think that anyway sorry back to your question the root was the kind of you know yeah colorful makeup paint painting stuff so when you started you know working in the industry as a proper makeup artist you know you had said this is from another interview that I read with you you'd said that you'd noticed a lack of playfulness in the industry when you entered, like, you know, and and you were coming in with a very different perspective. Now that was 10 years ago. Fast forward to today. Do you still feel there's a lack of playfulness? No way. I mean, it's amazing now. I have to comment on all the amazing makeup artists that when I did get into makeup at the beginning were very inspiring, like Alex Box. Mm-hmm. Pat McGrath she's obviously. my hair inspiration Alex oh she's so great she was a huge inspiration yeah. to me because she really was doing a lot of really amazing kind of colorful painty interesting mm-hmm. work Val Garland obviously Peter Phillips Topolino there's like loads of you know so to say people was doing were doing boring stuff is not fair because they really were but I think yeah on a, I think maybe in hindsight we're talking like 10 years ago maybe what I brought to it was just a kind of a bit more of an uneducated approach a kind of an outsider approach where I was yeah. sort of tackling the face not not as a face to take the makeup but makeup to take a face so I was trying to abstract the face all the time I was kind of put putting paint and almost not even using the face in the way it kind of maybe should have been 
and I think that just was a slightly different perspective and I it was a you know I was really young I was like in my I was 20 and I think there you know just that sort of playful attitude maybe came through yeah you mentioned that shoot where you were like the clay cleaner and painter (laughs) and there was the proper makeup artist was mm. that like a breaking moment where you decided to make the switch or did you have a big break where like ID then, you know, booked you as like the face painter, not the body painter? Like what was your big break? Well, after that, I got booked by a designer called Christopher Shannon, a British designer. He did menswear and I and I did face painting in his shows and I did, I drew the, I painted these kind of landscapes on the models' faces as they were going down the runway, like sunsets and stuff. And backstage, I met a makeup artist called Adam DeCruz. And he was like, what is this girl doing? Like, I've never seen (laughs) this kind of thing before. And he was like, look, do you want to do you want to join me on set for a day? You can see how I work and you can show me some of your techniques. So we kind of did that. And I went and he showed me how to conceal and do a little bit of kind of basic stuff. And then I showed him some of my like, you know, blending and doing other things, whatever, in, in the kind of the body painting style. And then I just kind of... I I don't even know really what came next. I think I just was in a circle where there were photographers and people around me who were testing and working for free and doing shoots. And it was amazing, like, creative time in London where everybody was just working for free and and testing all the time. And I just kind of, yeah, linked up with some people and brought my, you know, very small kit to set and stuff and uh, just kind of went from there, really. Is your kit still small? No. My kit's like, <laughs> my kit's like, oh, like 70, 80, like 90 kilos or something, 80 kilos. Oh, wow. Is I mean, it like in multiple bags, like multiple rollies? Like how do, yeah, how do you travel? Yeah, I, I carry it in these like Burton snowboard suitcases. <laughs> my, my friend and mother makeup artist says she loves those bags. Oh, they're the best. Yeah. So yeah, it's a yeah. snowboard bag. Who were some of the other people at this time in London that you were collaborating with? At this point, you've collaborated with art, musicians, other makeup artists. Mm. What are some that feel really personal to you? I mean, I think some of the post, like all kind of testing and whatever, some of my sort of biggest breaks, I think, were at the beginning with ID Magazine. And I did some great shoots with Daniel Sanwald, where we did... um, and Simon Foxton, the stylist, where we were kind of, I got to re, I got to do a lot of really cool, like, painting stuff. I, like, tattooed all these funny sort of characters all over a boy. And then I did this prosthetic lizard face for another shoot for Interview Magazine. And Interview Magazine also I did quite a lot of fun stuff for. And it really was, like, every time I got booked, there was something really, like, full-on, colourful, crazy and that was really nice. And then and then shows as well. I remember Aggie and Sam, I did these Lego masks where I was like, the whole thing was inspired by kind of kids. And so I was like, how would kids approach a face? Well, they'd probably just chuck something at it, wouldn't they? And just see what lands. So that's kind of what I did. I chucked Lego at a face and just stuck it where it kind of landed. And And so it was all just about kind of exploring interesting ways of approaching the face, I guess. So uh, now, you know, you're talking about like, you know, your, your vibe is so different than like really any other makeup artist that we've certainly interviewed. And we've interviewed a ton of makeup artists. You have a (laughs) 
really singular vision. You know, no one else is talking about chucking Legos at a face, you know, for, <laughs> for a fashion show, you know. And, but, you know, you're talking about in the beginning, like you're working these very like editorial gigs. And now you've worked with so many massive like corporate designers and corporate fashion houses that are hiring you for, you know, their ad campaigns. Like it's, it's a real, sorry, I feel like I'm blowing smoke, you know, like up your butt, but like, you know, it's a <laughs> coup. To, no, it's a coup to have like, is a French, you know, oh, do right. your ad campaign. But, and I, I'm not asking you to name names. I'm genuinely curious. Do you ever get on set and you do the, is a French thing? And maybe like, that's not actually at the end of the day what they wanted it's been quite rare that that happens I think one thing that I really love and that I and I think I'm good at and I because I love it is collaboration you know I never go into anything just trying to do my own thing and push my own card or whatever you call it Mm -hmm. and I think uh that when you do an editorial when you do anything that should be the approach it's about collaboration it's about the bigger picture it's not about putting yourself first it's about the image coming first so Mm. If ever there's a, you know, you always kind of get briefed. You always sort of ask opinions. And I'll I'll never just go off and do my own thing. I'll always sort of speak to Stice and say, oh, I've got this idea. What do you think about doing that? And green light, red light, whatever. So it is kind of rare that, and I would imagine it's quite rare for most people that their sort of ideas are really shunned, especially in a collaborative environment like that. I think one thing that's quite interesting maybe more recently is you know my schooling because I've had 10 years like you say of things didn't happen overnight I built up my kind of portfolio and my techniques over a very long period of time so I you know I really have kind of honed in on a craft of it but I I was you know the way I did learn was in the kind of the high fashion sense of makeup so skin should look like skin everything should be really kind of high-end like runway model kind of technique one thing I have noticed noticed recently is people generally celebs they don't want that anymore that's for sure they want the instagrammable makeup look which is just something I've had to readjust a little bit myself because which celebs want what they want they want they don't want skin to look like skin they want instagram makeup the celebrities want yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They they want a full beat, you know, because, mm. and so that, there have been a few occasions where I've done what I thought was like an amazing skin, like, the, you know, she looked gorgeous, and she was like, where's the makeup? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, it's that kind of mentality, because people are so used to, especially like, front-facing media types, to having a full beat where you don't, you don't see any skin <laughs> for miles, and it's just, you know, that's just what people want now. You know, it's just like a, a readjustment and an understanding. It's certainly not the case for like editorial or for fashion shows. Clients still want that like very kind of polished high-end thing. But for personalities, makeup's a very different thing. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's Joanna good. Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. And is that for like, do you do IRL like red carpet? Or are you talking about somebody for a magazine photo shoot, but with a more commercial kind of look? Yeah, both. Yeah, I do red carpet. I oh. can't do it all, but I guess what, yeah, I just mean the few times where I, someone has said, oh, you need to redo this or this isn't right. Has yeah. that's been because I haven't like concealed up to the high heavens you know, yeah, and yeah. like giving them a whole painted on a real, a whole new face type thing. Yeah, it gets into that That's definition so of beauty. It's like, is it their definition, your definition, the world's well, definition? Exactly. exactly yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think that comes from like insecurity or like practicality? Like, yo, I got this needs to last the whole day. I've got like 12 hours <laughs> of, you know, both, press, both. press stuff. I mean, a hundred percent both. Doing a full beat will look good for like 12 hours when you're having a photo taken from every angle. And it's just mm -hmm. a very different approach. And I think people are very used to that. So often I think celebs that are doing photo shoots aren't aware that there's a whole other thing that happens post. You have retouching and you have lighting and the whole thing's like this beautiful organic thing that comes together with gorgeous skin and the re like, they don't really know necessarily that that's how it works because they're just used to having this hard makeup cake look. <laughs> And it's, but listen, it's cool. Good for them. Like, everyone can do whatever they want. It's just need to be briefed, don't you? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, if I were a celebrity, like, what I'd want. Jen, yeah. what would you want? Would you want the full beat or would you want, like, a light, a I light know, there's something about the armor moment. of makeup for me. Like, it's like putting on the game face, you know? And I think that it gives people comfort to have that shield between them and the audience. Mm. Well, know. you're, yes, you're totally right. And I think, but I think also, you know, definitely if you're having if you're on the red carpet or if you're having a candid image photo taken a full beat can save your life in <laughs> <Yes>. certain events <laughs> it literally you know yes yeah you don't want like a sweaty forehead or whatever it can it's true isn't it so, i'm just saying a full beat can save your life <laughs> Not the tagline I pictured for you as a man. <laughs> Not that but, I will enjoy doing them or wear them myself, but yes. we'll, oh we, my they, god, no, it has its time and place. Yeah, I get it. I'm just picturing like a, like a celebrity, like in that wrong moment of them, like taking out the garbage or, you know, like at a restaurant, like kind of like yelling at somebody or like a scowl. If you don't have a full beat, you can look like, <laughs> well, you know. No, well, what occurred to me the other day is, you know, everyone's obsessed with the 90s, right? Everyone's obsessed. Y2K. It's not just like, me. Yeah. Early 2000s, whatever. Like, we all, we're all really obsessed with that at the moment. Yeah. And I think it's because that was, like, the final frontier for people <laughs> who didn't have a full beat. And they were caught real-life 
Paris, there were, you know, we, we, there are pictures of Paris Hilton looking sweaty. There are pictures of Jennifer Aniston with like a greasy T-zone at a party, hot, Lindsay Lohan, all this kind of thing. There's that real element of reality that we mm-hmm. just don't have anymore because we are so far past that, that everything is retouched, that everything is sculpted. And I think that's why we're so obsessed because it's really exciting because it's genuine. Just the way people, like, they don't look, like, stupid and styled to the hilt. They don't, they look like they do their own hair. Or they didn't do their, you know, they just look, like, normal. It's real, aren't they? They're yeah. normal. It's relatable. It's exciting. It's relatable. It's like, re- there's, they're, like, breathing and sweating and having a real life. And I yeah. think there's something very sort of desire. We love reality TV. And I think there's a yeah. some kind of interesting connection there to that period. And, and any period really before that that you just don't really get anymore, especially with, like, celebrity culture. Yeah. yeah. Even, even, like, yeah, the celebrities who go out now, like, you know, they're expecting, like, even in like New York, like, they, they get a pap shot, like, they, you knew that they were, like, expecting to be photographed they coming out the of a hotel. They photographers themselves. Who are we kidding? You know how it works. Like, exactly, exactly. Or yeah. they wear you, the same shirt every day so they don't get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a, there's a reason a Jack point. Nicholson isn't papped. Do you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> he doesn't want to be. Yeah, totally. I just read about Ben Affleck just like wearing the same shirt every day so they couldn't sell photographs of him because it <laughs> looks like it's the same that's day. That's really funny. Yeah. When I get famous, that's going to be my tactic. Yeah, no. That's quite good, actually. No, it's a good point about the Y2K era, which was a fabulous time, too. Now, you've worked with all of these brands we didn't really mention some of them but like you've done creative consulting for like Burberry by Rado all these now mm-hmm. you're doing your own thing we have to talk about it <laughs> how did this happen was this like ground up you went out I've got an idea did someone approach you tell us everything so I mean it's been sort of two years in the making I can't remember how it came about but it just it it came about because I was just you know ready to do my own thing and I have been behind a number of brands now and developed full-blown, you know, everything from being in the lab, developing the colours, to the directing the campaigns, to working on marketing strategies. I've, I've done it all now with other brands, and I guess I kind of felt like it's been an amazing experience doing all of that, but it's never been me fully. And mm-hmm. I think that's just at some point, if you're an artist or whatever, artist, makeup artist, I think it's in, it's important to do something that feels like it's you if that's what you want and I think it it just became what I wanted so yeah I'm having a really great time with it and um of course it's daunting and you know you have no idea how people react to it but what can you do other than try your best and just do what feels right (laughs) no I get it's scary because it's your vision so there's nothing to fall back on the result is your hands and your touch so what did you want it to say like what is industrial your first collection all about? The the concept with the brand really is that when I was thinking about it, I couldn't imagine what a product that I would design would look like on a shelf for 10 years. I just couldn't get my head around having this one looking theme, you know? And so I was thinking, it's not fair. Like fashion designers get to do four four or whatever things a year. I want to do that. Yeah. So I decided that I wanted to do collections in the same kind of, you know, spring, summer, autumn, winter, 
for a whatever resort, I don't know, Christmas <laughs> holiday. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm going to have four drops a year of small capsule collections and they'll all be totally different. And I think also it's it's a way to not only just sort of express what I feel like expressing, but there are so many people out there, I think, that love makeup but maybe don't really necessarily connect with it because... Like this collection I've just done, the industrial collection, it's not very feminine. It's kind of inspired by BDSM culture, by punk, underground culture. It's a a very different vibe from mainstream makeup. And I like the idea that maybe there's a group of kids that could align with that and be excited by it. And they could feel like that was them. Because I've, I've sort of, one thing that people ask is about transformations and and, and makeup to transform you. And I feel when you wear makeup personally, makeup should make you be more of who you are. I don't want to put makeup on and transform into someone else. I want to be more of my authentic self, whether that's goth me, whether that's like girly me, whether that's sexy, hook up with me, you know, person. And so I feel like that's all, that's what this is about. That's what this brand's about. So it's almost like each collection might have a totally different audience, depending on who's vibing with it. I'm assuming it probably will, because they're very different, yeah. So what are some of the other future collections going to be about? Or are you just fantasy? Like, what are you thinking about? I just can't But we have to wait for the drop? Yeah, the next one's in October. (laughs) So if you're not feeling the BDSM industrial vibe, just wait? Yeah, hold out. (laughs) It's a very interesting analogy, the fashion one, though, because... It's true. If we think about, like, people like to say that beauty is like fashion, but it's really not because you still want that brown eyeshadow and you're going to use it all year long. This is more like a fashion piece that is special that you'll use when you want to wear the industrial look. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing is for sure, I like the idea of these pieces being reusable or repurposed. You know, when I thought about what I wanted my brand to be, sustainability is really important for me. And I t- I'm totally aware that it's a lot, you know, it has to be this long-term goal because it's impossible to be sustainable overnight. So one of the things that I've, I've hired a sustainability consultant who's amazing and she's helping me work through every collection, advising me on the right materials, on how to basically be better in all senses from the environment, environmental impacts to materials to the actual product and that kind of thing. But we talked about the idea of giving things a second life. And I've worked with Vivian Westwood for a long time and her philosophy is do more with less. And I love that. And I, so in that spirit, a lot of the pieces in the collection, or at least some of them, will have these second lives. So a palette might be then come a jewellery box when you've finished with it and you take out the insert. Or in the industrial collection, you actually can reuse. It's all jewels, you know, stainless steel jewellery that you can reuse that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of things that felt really important to kind of move forward with for the brand. That's so funny. We just had a guest on who said simplify to amplify. And it's the same vibe you just said that you and you know, Vivian's like yeah. ethos. So totally, very cool. totally. Tell me about your fans, because I suspect <laughs> that your fans might be a little bit different than, you know, the average, like, beauty beauty brands fans I feel like the people I think because my work is really varied um Mm -hmm. and I do use a lot of special effects and you know sometimes a bit of gore and it's more of like an artistry type vibe I guess 
I think they probably expect more from me and I want to give them more as well you know this this brand isn't it's not just about the products I think it's about the bigger message as well that you can do so much more with the the one thing that I I felt really sad about with some the other brands I've worked with over the years or or just shoots in general is that everyone starts out with this amazing big idea and the mood board looks fantastic and there are all these exciting pictures and it's all very it all looks great and then the ideas just kind of get diluted as you go, as you work, by whoever, by the guy in the suit, by the PR, by the what marketing. And so, so often, amazing concepts are just completely kind of destroyed by, by opinion, I suppose, or whatever, by, you know, commercial incentives and stuff. And I just didn't want to do that with my brand because... I feel I'm the person to answer to now and it's just so nice to be able to just go like full throttle and do a, a do mm. a proper idea <laughs> and do a really creative thing and just be you know unapologetic about it because I think at the end of the day actually people do want to sort of see exciting stuff they do I hope they do at least that's what I'm trying to do I think they do very cool yeah. and also, you are, you know, more than just a makeup artist. You, you know, have a band. You are a true, a true artist artist. <laughs> You're um, so tell nice, us, Sonny. I, I, I'm, oh I'm nice, but I don't say things that aren't true. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you came out with some music earlier this year. What else do you have up your sleeve? Like, what are, what else is like on your agenda for, Shout you know, out to Walk. <laughs> um uh, well some other things I'm really looking forward to I'm I just in in lockdown actually I I wrote an album with a friend of mine Sam Thomas so we're releasing we just shot a video for that so we're releasing that quite soon and that really was just like lockdown project two Mm -hmm. years of just you know in his in his studio pretty much every day writing music together which was really really amazing and now that's come full circle so we're doing these creative videos and I'm putting my makeup into it and stuff so that's great and then I'm working on um on a much bigger project which is a a documentary about global beauty aesthetics. So that's like a a big sort of meaty seven seven part series looking uh, kind of asking the question like who defines our beauty ideals? You know, where do they come from? Are they informed by culture or by big brands or literally genetics? Where where do they come from, especially looking at it from a real global perspective, why, you know, women in Korea choose to shape their face in a particular way versus, like, women in America who might get jaw implants. Or, you know, there's so many. And also the question of gender. The LGBTQT community look at beauty, what it means to them. Trans beauty, which has changed so sort of rapidly in the last few years. So I think it's a really amazing kind of meaty thing to get involved in so are you producing this yourself so I'm actually working with a production company Iconoclast who I'm I'm repped by and um I'm really excited about it it sounds amazing I cannot wait that is right up our alley okay so take off take off your global beauty aesthetic for a second and become back come back to Isamea and tell us like what are your must-have products? Like, you're not doing lizard face when you go out tonight. <laughs> Maybe you are. I don't know. Like, what's, what's in your kit? Like, what's your everyday use? 
I'm I'm like a chef who eats fast food. I'm not really, you know, I just a bit of a hot flannel and some like what's, soap. What's the fast food <laughs> diet then? Do you know what? A really good emollient, like an eczema cream is great for everybody. I don't yeah, know what? if you have dub, double base over there or whatever, your eucerin or whatever, but that's mm-hmm. really, really good because it kind of mm-hmm. just, yeah, I'm sure it's full of petroleum and stuff. It probably is, but it's great if you have skin problems. It really is. Some people can't use any products because they have huge reactions to them, especially products with... Are you speaking for other people or yourself? Are you like a sensitive skin type then? This is your thing? No, I well, no, my skin used to be tough as leather, but actually since I've had to really like use it a lot more for shoots and stuff, it has become quite sensitive. And that's one of the things that I kind of stick by yeah. morning and night. And then I use a vitamin C, I love a SkinCeuticals, vitamin C, serum, watery Classic. thing. Azaleac acid works really well for me. Yeah, I, I use azaleac acid and uh, a retinol. What, what do you smell like, Isamea? <laughs> right now? I mean, how you phrase that, Jen? What do you smell like, Isamea? established I'm in my pants, sitting on my bed in my pants. It's not <laughs> all a, a pretty picture. Funny. It came out funny, guys. I meant like, do you wear fragrance? It's straightforward. I'm into it. Yeah. I, I wish more people would like you. Um, I smell like. Um, I, do you know what? I go through phases where I get really into perfume. I worked at Byredo for many years, and and I'm you know love their perfumes. I love 1996. Inez and Venud uh, developed that with them and it's kind of got that patchouli essence in it and I really love that. There's a brand called Molecule which is really cool. It's, uh, you know, it kind of changes depending on your body's pH or something. Oh, so 001 is your, because they have a yeah. bunch, but that's the, yeah, yeah that's, that's a it. good one. 001, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then there's this, I, someone sent me a really lovely perfume. It's called Urania's Children. What? <laughs> Great yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? That's and, wild. And that's a really... <laughs> that's really beautiful packaging and it's kind of got star constellations and urania's i think it's urania's children yeah that's a that's a nice one what's it smell like i'm already digging the branding and packaging but like i can't I know, it's so really hard to describe i just looked it, it up like urania's sort of... children for, okay shop now urania's <laughs> Real children time and research the, wait hold on from urania's children and the heavenly garden Oh my god! Wait, okay, a pop up just came up, and there was a and there was born a and there was born a love of cosmic grandeur. Subscribing at ten percent off your first bottle. Yes, please. <laughs> oh it's my really, gosh! It's it's a very it's it's sort of strong, but it's a very unusual scent, and it's it's interesting. I like yeah, I like it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued too. <laughs> hey, b- before we, we let you out of here, we do like a speed round of questions at the end of inter- every yeah. interview. Are you, are you up for it? Of course, yeah. It's, okay, super okay. quick. It's like word association. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, super easy. Where, word association. So you say something and then I say something. Mm, I made it sound like quick, quicker than it is. As I ask you a question, it's the first thing that comes to your mind, really. All right, okay. Oh my okay. God, free association. Kind of, yeah, just on. like easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, ready? What's yeah. the beauty product you first fell in love with? Hair mascara. Hey, really? Do you remember the brand? Yeah, I bought it in Miss 60, and it was like a neon yellow and a neon pink, and it's just literally like, you know, you just do the front of it, and it just, your hair is literally sort of as as stiff as straw, <laughs> and like sort of awful, but cool for, I remember for a teenager. Well. Yeah. 
not, none of the brands did it right. I, mean, like, well, I don't think by nature it's not gonna it's not gonna be nice for anyone. Awful okay, ready? Product. Yeah. <laughs> Movie you can watch over and over. Terminator Two. Yes. I, I think we can see that, that in your work. industrial collection. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm a okay. huge Schwarzenegger fan. Like, you wouldn't believe it. You just wouldn't believe. Have you met him yet? Oh. So, I bumped into him in Gold's Gym, like, the last time I was in LA. <laughs> Obviously, it was in Gold's Gym. <laughs> My friend was like, let's, head, let's just go, let's head over to Venice and walk about. And we walked past Gold's and I was like, oh, fuck it, let's go in and have... And he... We literally crossed paths Stop. in the lobby, and I was so overwhelmed, I couldn't <laughs> speak, and I just sort of stared at him with my mouth open, and uh, his bodyguard or something made some, like, stupid comment at me, <laughs> um, and I just, and I was just, I've kicked myself ever since, because how could I be such a loser and like not have just walked up to him and I don't know tried to plant one on him or something (laughs) (laughs) I've never been more more disappointed with myself that's exactly how that interaction needed to go it's perfect (laughs) you're planting one on our Schwarzenegger I love it oh oh my god okay most indulgent snack do you love chips (laughs) Which, which ones? Which ones? Details. Oh, so no, like, you know, thick. Like French cut, fries? Fries. Thick. Nah, the thick ones, the like English ones. Like fish and chips yeah. type. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Most played song on your playlist right now. Can I just go into my Spotify quickly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then, but then you, then you have to tell us what it is. You're not allowed to like pick the cooler one that's further no, down. No, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm. Because that's cringe, what I would do. Cringe but free. It's fine. Oh. An 070 Shake song. It's the first song off the 070 Shake album called Web. I'm okay. not familiar, but I'll check it out. Thank you yeah, no for, for opening up my mind. Okay. <laughs> and then if your life were made into a movie, who would be the narrator? Oh, uh, one Herzog. Get out. Yes. <laughs> Another one of my heroes. Now that I would freak out if I met him at Gold's Gym. Yeah, I me, would, no, have, yeah, I would fall at his feet. Yeah, uh, likewise. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, this very was cool. Fun. This was a good one. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it, hurt. it didn't awesome. hurt, did it? She got no, all I stressed out it. too, guys. Like she was just like, oh God, like your whole body language changed. Like we were really trying to <laughs> dig deep into your soul. Did um, you think it was going to be like a bad show? No. Not at all. <laughs> I loved it. It was probably one of the most enjoyable interviews I've had. It was great. Oh, good. Yeah, I loved it. Congrats on your new launch, which just came out. And we'll put links and stuff in the show notes. It was so great having you on Fat Mascara. Guys, thank you. Thanks again for having me and and for rearranging it so many times to accommodate. So thank you. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 